to another book on the shelf podcast. I'm Jet, and I'm Jen, and we are on episode eighty. Oh wow! Uh, we are doing a- another in our series uh, that we're gonna call <laughs> book to screen. We have maybe previously called it novel to film, but we've done like limited series. We've, you know, mm-hmm. consistency. Who needs it? Um, <laughs> the point of this is adaptations. We have read yeah. a book. We have watched a movie. Tell everyone what we're going to talk about. We're doing Jurassic Park, which <laughs> I am thrilled about because I love this movie so much. And also I had never read the book. So this was an excellent excuse oh, to man. read the book. But before we dive into all that, let's talk a little bit about the author of said book, oh, Mr. Michael Creighton. Yes. Um, whose first name apparently is John. Yeah, you know. Not me. Um, either way, he's an American author and filmmaker, which honestly, I did not realize. I knew he had, well, okay, I actually, I think I knew that he had co-written the screenplay for Jurassic Park. Um, I was reminded when we, when I watched it again <laughs> this time. Uh, but I didn't realize he'd done so much else in film, which I will yeah. get to. Either way, his books have sold over 200 million copies worldwide Uh, over a dozen of them have been adapted into films which I don't know what they all are but anyway Um, so yeah he's writing within uh, science fiction techno thriller medical fiction uh, and it all like sort of heavily features technology Uh, they often explore technology and failures of human interaction with it (laughs) clearly as we see in Jurassic Park (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a lot of them have medical or scientific underpinnings, um, which is because he, in fact, has a medical background. Mm-hmm. He received an MD from Harvard Medical School in 1969, but decided not to practice medicine and instead decided to focus on writing. Like, Could you imagine Mr. Crichton. How I cannot imagine. upset his parents are. Right? He's like, yes, yes, I have a medical doctorate and I from am now Harvard. going to write novels. <laughs> <laughs> What a pivot. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, oh, he originally wrote under a pseudonym. That's interesting. Yeah. And eventually wrote 26 novels, including The Andromeda Strain, which I think I may have read. Well, it's one of those things where, like, that was definitely a movie as well. Okay. That was adapted for sure. Right. Um, also, Congo, Sphere, Rising Sun, Disclosure, obviously Jurassic Park, which we were talking about. Um, and then a few of his novels, uh, which were in various states of completion when he died in 2008, were published posthumously. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, so yes, he's also involved in the film and television industry. I was reading this little bio just like before we started recording and I was like, <laughs> he created ER? Yes. He created ER. Yeah. And that's where like, <laughs> because... Like, I was watching ER from, like, day one because I'm, like, that much older than you. Like, I remember that. Yeah. I do. I mean, I don't remember that he was – I definitely didn't watch ER from day one because I was a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I definitely remember watching episodes of ER because my parents watched ER. It's – the whole thing is on, like, Netflix or Prime, I think. I feel like I should go back to the beginning and start. Is it on something? If it's on something, I need to know because I want to I'm fairly it. certain it's on Prime. Intrigue. Yeah, like all of it. Mm-hmm. Or unless Prime has done that weird thing where it's like, here's the first four seasons. Good luck with the rest of it. It's it's never the first four. It's It always starts with like season seven and on. Because oh, I've done that with Law and & Order and with CSI. It only starts with episode nine or like season eight or nine. Huh. I'm like, I want to watch the first seasons. Um, but he also wrote and directed the 1973 film Westworld, which, on which the current show is based. Correct. Yeah. So that's cool. That's also really cool. Yeah. Um, he also yeah. wrote Twister. You wrote Twister? Yeah. Shut up, this man. Well, like, there, and that's just it. Like, half of these movies that we said, right? Or, like, novels, you know, The Andromeda Strain, that was a movie. Congo, that was a movie. Sphere, movie. Disclosure, movie. Well, and then he also directed a bunch. Yeah truly truly bananas so so like michael Crichton. yeah (laughs) good times good times for michael right yeah um and and then yeah now he just gets credited with like everything 
Jurassic Park related. That's because fair. he created that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyone who's new to Jurassic Park, <laughs> where have uh, you been? <laughs> uh, the novel came out in 1990, uh, and then The Lost World was 1995. But yeah, so like, it's so funny because when you when I, when I think about Jurassic Park, I never think about it when you like read the little like blurb. A cautionary tale about genetic engineering. It oh, presents know, right? the collapse of an amusement park showcasing genetically recreated dinosaurs to illustrate the mathematical concept of chaos theory and its real world implications. You're just like, yes. Yeah. But that's also just like not the way I would choose to describe Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's kind of one of those like describe a movie badly, except also perfectly. Yes. It's just really funny. Um I feel it, like that was like the elevator pitch for it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so like, if we're thinking strictly, you know, especially about the book, you know, it's set in 1989. Uh, there's a whole bunch of like weird animal attacks happening in Costa Rica. A worker yeah, is mauled. That. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, and eventually, like, they like identify this thing as like a dinosaur, and they're like, "What?" And then this is where the beloved Dr. Grant and yes, uh, and Dr. Ellie Sadler, um, come in. Are you know Ian Malcolm, all the stuff that everyone that you know from the movie, they mm-hmm. all come in uh, in the novel. And same idea, they're going to the island to like kind of give the okay so that all the insurance people and investors can kind of yeah be. So it's eventually revealed. Obviously, it's Jurassic Park, cloned dinosaurs, and you know stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what did you think of the book? Um, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's definitely written in that kind of, like, sort of, like, thriller-esque way with, like, even with the rotating POV, like, point of view, Mm -hmm. um, and the way that it starts, like, which I actually forgot that the movie, I I actually remembered when I was reading the book that the movie doesn't begin with Dr. Grant. And Dr. Sattler, it oh yeah, you you have those couple scenes beforehand, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that that's how the book is, and that's how those kinds of books tend to be. Like you get these little snippets of stuff that's happening, yeah, in other places that are like adjacent to the main storyline. But well, it can yeah, be like it's... little hints of like something weird going on. Yeah, like it's almost because it's like about four hundred pages, so it's pretty yeah. close to like seventy to a hundred pages before it's actually like. So we're going here because we recreated mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? But I really, I actually really enjoyed the beginning with that buildup of mm-hmm. the the weird animal attacks happening. And, yeah. and just the idea that one of these dinosaurs, before anything even goes down yeah. in Jurassic Park, have already escaped the island. Yeah, it's I completely really Ian Malcolm's chaos theory, like... Yeah. It's already begun. Like, we're not going there. It's, we're already there. Yeah. Like, we've started. It is. <laughs> we're right in the middle of it from the beginning. So good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, and I liked how, I mean, it. I always am wary sometimes of whether or not I'm going to enjoy a book after I've already watched the movie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there was just enough different about it and just enough the same for you to be like, oh, that was in the movie. That was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> that I really enjoyed it. And there's even, you know, depending on, like, once, because it is, obviously, it's, it's the two novels, it's Jurassic World as well, uh, The Lost World, um, and then now, multiple movies, there's yeah. little bits um, that are actually in other movies. Oh, okay. So, because in the, in Jurassic Park, the novel... Uh, the scene with, like, the family and the little girl at the beginning with, like, mm-hmm. the little dinosaurs that, like, look like a chicken. Yes. That happens in the third movie at the beginning. Oh. Jurassic World. It's either in the second or the third movie that that happens. Because, I mean, there's there's so much in the book, like, you can't. I mean, yes, that, that was what was um, most interesting, too, was, like, actually, what was, <laughs> I'm going to totally just jump around like a crazy person. <laughs> Um, so, cause there's a point in the book where Dr. Grant and the kids are on like a raft mm-hmm. going down the river. Yes. 
that is the ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> is you're all in the water. And I was like, when I went on, when I went to Universal Studios and went on that Jurassic Park ride, I was like, Good. oh, this is cool. They added like a river thing. And then I was like, reading this, I was like, oh no, they fully pulled yeah. that straight from the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> did not realize. Yeah. Well, and even, I'm pretty sure there's stuff, because um, obviously like third, the third Jurassic Park and then now like the Jurassic World series, mm-hmm. like um, it's not spinoff series, whatever word that i'm looking for um whatever you know what i'm talking about um there's still like always like little bits that then like pull back to some of this stuff or like stuff that couldn't didn't make it in or like tied to the book so that's cool yeah uh obviously there are some like the book is the book is different i think this is one of those ones where like because the jurassic park the film is Jurassic Park the film like yes. capital letter underscore oh, yeah. everyone oh, like yeah. like it's iconic like it's, it's the it's the cultural like marker for Jurassic yes, Park absolutely much like The Shining yes like the film Kubrick's yeah. film is like people who much haven't like even Jaws yes right so people who have not seen Jurassic Park Jaws or The Shining they mm-hmm. still know yes because it's and just the first thing they're thinking of is the film and because it's such a part of just culture and like so there's all those little things that like are different that like people don't realize mm-hmm. i mean those are also three examples of where like it all works um yes i mean like one of the big things in the film i mean we'll get to tone but like obviously the the kids are switched yes um sort of like they are and they like their, their ages are switched. Yeah, their ages like, are switched and like Tim they, is the hacker and the dinosaur nut. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like they didn't want to like give all of it to just Tim, I guess. Cuz in the book Lex kind of just is just a little kid. Yeah, and just like doesn't, doesn't care and then like eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> and like I think it's kind of cool in the film how like they did make the girl the mm-hmm. like hacker who like kind of saves everything. Um, but for the most part, the c- other characters themselves are pretty bang on, except for mm-hmm. Doctor Ham- uh, John Hammond, who's a little... Uh, yeah. Um, Who is vastly more unlikable in the book than he is in the film. Well, because you get freaking Richard Attenborough, and well, he's just I was happy say, and, like... Yes, it's hard to hate Richard Attenborough, like... <laughs> he's just there's so a little bit, There's the a time. little bit of the, like, sort of hubris of John that John Hammond has in the book, mm-hmm. in him, in... Yep the film but not nearly to the like detestable degree that he is in the book well he's just so greedy in the book and like Mm -hmm. he's actually kind of like one of the antagonists really oh yeah absolutely so and and like there's the whole like um i always forget his name i know it's dennis nedry but i'm always like newman Um, honestly i want to call him newman too (laughs) Uh, like in in the film, he's just you know working on his own and like getting money and like stealing secrets and whatever. But in the book, like obviously, like he's been hired by one of their like rival companies. But then, like I think because um, like John Hammond doesn't pay him, so like it's there's more like kind of backstory to all of that stuff coming yeah, which stemming is, like, from Hammond into being that a jerk. in the in the film. Yeah, but not as is elaborately explained as it is in the book which is just how these things go because you can't fit that much book into a two-hour movie yeah well like even just the the amount that he cares for his grandchildren oh yeah right it's slightly different (laughs) well i found that really funny too uh, because in the movie uh alan grant famously does not like children at the beginning yeah um but he seems to like them in the book, which yeah. is just so funny to me. I was like, what? Dr. Grant. <laughs> also, he and Ellie are not together in the book. Well, I mean, they're not, like, together together in the film, either. They're not not together. Are they Are they not together? I don't, well, I always kind of assumed that they were. I think that's on purpose. 
I don't like it's never like explicitly stated yeah it's never explicitly stated either way which is why like you know when Mel like Goldblum kind of like hits on her it's kind of like "Mm," but then at the same time like he's kind of allowed to because like it's not like (laughs) there's not a ring on her finger you know like (laughs) Uh, there's definitely an implied Goldblum in this movie (laughs) (sighs) classic yeah (laughs) oh just speaking of iconic that outfit Uh, um right so true there are a lot of things that are iconic about this film um but back to the book what did you like just um i was surprised how much like as i was reading it again like how much i i guess i kind of remembered from reading it Mm -hmm. uh how many years ago was 1993 um whatever (laughs) A long time ago, <laughs> nearly. Is it nearly thirty years ago? I think it's nearly thirty it years. Yeah, I think I think, it'll, I think right. it'll be thirty years in about a year and a bit. Yeah, that's math. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yikes. Anyway, uh, yeah, cause like in in my head, like if you had asked me, I never would have been able to like tell you half of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then, like as I started reading again, I like it was coming back to me, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the tone of the book. Yes. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> it's, and again, it's, it's very Michael Crichton, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. If you think about, you know, Congo and Sphere and stuff, it's all this super sciencey. And again, just, you know, people I messing around with science. The science was cool. Oh, it, well, it has like Martian vibes. <sighs> oh, oh, have you read the Martian? No. I have not. No. Have oh, not should we Martian. do that one? All right. Next in the series, I will reread The Martian because because <laughs> I, I haven't read it, but I really yeah. liked uh, really liked the film. So uh, anyway, sorry for the tangent. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Guy. But just that, um, like to me, like reading a book like this, it it is. It has that like the Martian vibes where it's there is real science. You know, there's real science in it. There's made up science that sounds pretty good to me. You know, yeah. sounds like it checks off. Sure, okay. <laughs> right? Believable science, anyway. And it's written in a way where, like, it's okay. Didn't we Did we have something where we were talking about science and, like, it made sense? What book was I that? I thought so, but I don't know what it was. Right? Yeah. That sounds familiar to me, but now I'm, like, not remembering. <laughs> um, but I was also going to say, um, it doesn't feel dated. No. The only the only stuff in it that feels dated, and it's not even necessarily that it. What feels dated is not. The computer stuff necessarily, but the way that the computer stuff is over explained. Mm. Yeah. Like there's a there's just there's like he I think they explain what code is at one point, whereas I feel like you wouldn't need to do that today. Like there are certain things that are explained about the computers yeah. that you would not have to say today because they're just so, part of our daily lives that like you you. Even if you don't know exactly what it is, you kind of get it. Um, but that yeah. was the only part of any of the science or anything that felt remotely dated to me, which was it's really impressive given that it's over 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And so much has changed. Well, yeah. Can you, like, can you... Th- I definitely did not have a computer in 1990 when this book came out. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't have a computer in 1990. I was three. Yeah. <laughs> And now we all have 17 computers each. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was the only thing, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, wow. Which, <laughs> I mean, we'll talk more about the film, but, like, same for the film. Yeah, that's true. It holds up incredibly well. Yeah, and, like, because even, you know, in the film, like, at one point, you know, like, when they come and, like, the raptors and the thing, and, you know, it's like, oh, it's a whatever. Does she say DOS or no? I can't remember what she calls it. Yeah, but like, I, think it's, I think it's Unix. You know, yeah, that's what she's like. Oh, and I understand. And it shows the thing. And like, even now, like as much as I know that that's old and like now would be so much more like matrixy, like mm-hmm. it didn't feel old, especially coming from like, you know, a 12 or 13 year old girl. It was like that looked exactly like enough that she would understand it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Fantastic. Fantastic. So good. Um, overall kind of like building off the tone the film is 
obviously like there are time like there are jump scares there are scary mm-hmm. bits mm-hmm. it's definitely as much as like it's such a family movie but like really it's like mm, maybe not I know right <laughs> but I mean like I, I mean, it has that it, it's Spielberg right so yeah. and it has that especially early Spielberg yes feel to it of like maybe it's a little bit scary but there is at its heart something a little bit almost lighthearted yeah you know like it, it and it does like even by the end after everything terrible has happened yes um there is a moment of lightness mm-hmm. yeah as they're flying away yeah. so like whereas the book does is. not do that. <laughs> um it's a first little... of all a bunch more people die yeah um and slightly in more violent Ways. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's more gruesome for sure. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Michael Crichton has his uh, doctorate um, in medicine, so his knowledge of you know <laughs> all the ways a human being can die. Yeah, um, it's you know it creates a, a scotch of the violence. <laughs> well, and and even just just like like kind of the graphicness of it too, like because the way that Nedry goes is pretty more or less the same, mm-hmm. like minor details have changed but like it's much more gruesome in the book because they end up like finding him like half eaten yeah (laughs) gross like there's you don't really see any of the gore in the film the most you get is that part with um mr arnold's arm yeah (laughs) that's pretty much it Mm -hmm. um or i feel like even in the book that's a little more yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, and I guess that's one of those people things... don't fare well in the book. <laughs> no. No. And I think just like in general with adaptations, that's one of the places where it's kind of in the in the book. Like you need that. Yes. Whereas, I mean, again, as you mentioned, Spielberg. We know Spielberg is all yeah. about family. Um, you know, if this was being made today by somebody else, it could be a little... Sc- I mean, even the, like, the new ones are, well, I guess it's probably tagged more up to, like, CGI and stuff like that, so they're, like, a little scarier. But right. they're not necessarily gorier. Right. Um, but, like, because you're seeing it, like, you don't, you also don't need that. Like, in the in the film, like, with Nedry, right, when, you know, he falls, he climbs back up, and he gets in the thing, and then you see the thing, like, yes, and him scream, like, you just like you know and mm-hmm. you see like the the jeep shaking and like you know yeah. yeah that is all you need you don't need the rest of the yeah you don't need the gory bits <laughs> it's so, true yeah it's it's kind of a nice way where you can sort of take like a scary book and make it again not into like a family movie but mm-hmm. a pg whatever <laughs> yeah version well it's funny because um just like speaking of everyone who dies i didn't consider in the film ever until actually this moment when I was just thinking about this. Mm-hmm. So in the book, all of the scientists as well that were, or at least at the very least, the one guy, mm-hmm. uh, Henry, Henry Wu, Dr. is that his Wu. name? Dr. Wu. Yeah. Um, he also dies in the book. Yeah. But so they're all leaving at the end of the film, but all those other people were also still there. Like all the scientists in the building. Mm-hmm. What happened? Are, well, we sub- like, are we meant to believe that they're all dead? I mean, in the film, like they're just not mentioned again. Or did they go home before all this happened? I mean, um, so like Doctor Wu specifically, actually, like B D Wong, he he survived. Uh, I can definitely say that much because he comes into play later. Oh, okay. Um, while we all are very spoiler full, uh, I won't say anything. But in um, the Jurassic World offshoot series. There's a word I'm looking for, and I just cannot think about it. Um, but in that vein, he comes into play. Okay. Um, and maybe his fate comes for a full circle. Okay. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, but that was definitely one of those ones where it's the same thing, right? Yeah, like you totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. And like, B.D. Wong, like, B.D. Wong's my homie. Like, it was like original <laughs> Law and Order. Yes. 
Nice. Uh, so just, yeah, like in the further Jurassic World movies also. And I was like, oh my god, it's Dr. Wu. <laughs> nice. Yay. Love it. But, oh, man. Um, what did you think of, like, the dinosaur descriptions to the film? Because obviously in, like... We're going to fangirl over the dinosaurs in the film because it was such a big oh, yeah. fucking deal. Oh, yeah. uh, but just like, yeah, in the book, like reading about dinosaurs, how was that for you? I mean, that was really cool. I mean, I I was I was that kid that yeah. loved dinosaurs. Like, mm-hmm. that was me. Yeah. 100%. I had like a little, I used to want to be a paleontologist. I had a little one of those like fake little paleontology kits you could get as a kid. <laughs> where you got to like chip away at things and have your little brush and like reveal a fake fossil. It was definitely made of plastic. Um, not even like stone or anything. It was just like fully made of plastic. It's fine. Um, but so like I was really interested in that. But I mean, I also I think because I have the film as a point of reference. Yeah. I would be interested to know what like I, how I was picturing the dinosaurs without having that point of reference. And I, I think that's exactly it. And like I don't. I don't remember if I read the book first or not. Mm. Um, because, like, the film was, it was 1993, right? I can't, where did yeah, my it was. book it copy was go? I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. like, it might be a 1994 copy, so maybe I read it after. Oh, okay. But, yeah, like, that's, that's such one of those things. And I think even, like, scientists up to that point, like, didn't really know. And then... Because it was only... I guess the bird thing was still slightly contentious, right? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, they didn't even know that there was, like, the asteroid until, like, that was only proven in, like, 1990. So, like... I was going to say, I remember even that being contentious for a while. Yeah. Um... Which is hilarious to me, just, like, as a minor inconsistency of, which makes more sense in the book than it does in the film. Yeah. Of them being like, we're not sure if they're related to birds. We're like positing that they are however we definitely know that t-rex can't see you if you don't move yeah (laughs) there's no way you'd be able to know that that seems like one of the things that like how would you ever know that you wouldn't and they discover it in the book in the park when they're like oh wait a second if we're holding really still they can't see us as well like that like they're it's not catching their vision the same way yeah Anyway, just a minor note. But is that just like something that we know about like birds or animals whose eyes um, are on I the sides think, of their heads? Yeah, probably, I think right? in the book it says something about reptiles having that. Oh yeah, and I like remember. yeah. But yeah, oh my god, and I think, but yeah, like just as much as people have like you know, I remember going to like Drumheller in Alberta as a kid and like dinosaurs, dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Everyone like thinks they know, or like there's just this idea of what they look like. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's even still now people think that, like, they could be colored or, like, have feathers and, like, we'll literally never know. But this film, like, I mean, for a film and for, like, um, special effects and for just how we assume dinosaurs look. Yes. This is the baseline. That's a good point. I actually hadn't thought until right now that it probably solidified what our imagining of dinosaurs looks like. And, like, there's there's no going back from it, like... No, absolutely not. That T-Rex is the T-Rex, and that is yeah. it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I can... Like, I can remember even back then, like... Maybe I always did want to go into filmmaking. Like, learning about how they did stuff. Um, because it was, like, it was such a huge... It was. It literally, like, changed filmmaking. And like honestly, this is this is what I mean when I say that this movie holds up so well. Yeah. The special effects are so good. Like even now, 100%. Like they hold up. They mm-hmm. hold up incredibly well. Like I've seen worse CGI in much later films. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, right? And also like the animatronics when they oh. use them are excellent. And that's some of my, like, favorite, like, behind-the-scenes Jurassic Park stuff, because, so, um, like, the T-Rex, what did they call her? Roberta? She had, a, she had a, like, a name, like, on set. I think it was Roberta. Um, in the rain, actually was, like, getting the shakes, so they could only oh. film for so long, because they'd have to towel it down, because this giant animatronic T-Rex would start <laughs> shaking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, and, like... 
Which, like, when you think about it like that, yeah. Like, because who knew, who knew how to do that? Like, nobody knew how to do that. Right. Um, uh, but my favorite was the the water, like, in that little glass where you 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 hear the... Oh, yes. We're in the, when it's... The steps, and it does yeah. the little, like... And it does the, the, the impact tremor. Yeah. Because um, they couldn't figure out how to do that. But eventually they, what they did was they put a, like an electric guitar under the, oh, really? the car. And like that, that's actually someone like strumming. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, another iconic one. Oh, yeah. The most difficult effect to pull off was the vibrating rings of water. Uh, that's so funny uh spielberg wanted the t-rex to announce its presence somehow before the audience saw it and got the idea from watching the mirror in his car vibrate when he was listening to earth wind and fire from the base um and they had like a really hard time trying to like replicate it like actually even like and that's what they said like it was harder than like the dinosaur stuff and it was the night before um michael lantieri who was one of the special effects guy put a glass of water on a guitar and when he plucked the strings it did it so like they finally figured it like they so they put it under wow. the dashboard and were able so like someone was like a dude was underneath the dashboard with a guitar i love that making that happen ah yeah i love so. it <laughs> extremely fun like i just ugh, man but yeah like how like that's what dinosaurs are to me now. Like, it's Jurassic Park. It's just, it's so good. Like, it's so good. It's one of those films that, like, I'm always down to watch it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, sounds like you want to watch Jurassic Park? Yeah, absolutely I do. It's on TV? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep watching it. Like, it's just, and every single time I watch, no matter how many times I watch it, that yeah. scene in the kitchen with the velociraptors <gasps> yes. always has me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Like, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I have Jurassic Park Lego, obviously. And that's part of... It's, like... It kind of takes, like, a few little, like, main things of the movie. But it's... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, there's that, like, the kitchen cupboards, like, the there. And then right. up where, like, they climb the ladder and go up into the things. So like, and then, like, that's attached there. And then there's... And it's just, like... And it's so... It's still so scary. When she's like right? beating with like the the ladle, and you're just like, oh my oh god, no! And like, I know, I know it's a reflection. I know it's a reflection. I know. But like, she can't get the thing closed, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yep. <laughs> yep. So good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I will never ever be over Jurassic Park, guys. No. Um, man, what are well? What else did you think? I just feel, I feel like I've seen this movie so yeah. many times, and then like, oh, I know, like, I know. Reading the book again was just wow. Um, what else did I think? I don't know. I feel like we've covered a lot of the like book, film, sort of comparisons. It, I was surprised actually at how closely it follows mm. a lot of it for mm-hmm. certain parts, um, which I guess makes sense. If uh, Michael Crichton co-wrote yeah. the script yeah. or the screenplay, because um, yeah, there were parts of it that I was like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is following like exactly how I'm expecting it to go." Cause, and you like read it before you re re Yes, I did. Right? Yeah, yeah, I did it before I rewatched it. Because I mean, I know the I know the film so well at this point that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. The science was great. The characters were great. It's interesting which characters were like more likable or not more likable, less likable. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you find less likable in the book? Well, I mean, obviously Hammond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even Muldoon too was certain, like, I, I think he's hilarious in the movie and I love him in the movie. Yeah. Um, but he's just kind of like a kind of well I mean he's an alcoholic for one thing yeah (laughs) but he's just like really I don't know I am trying to come up with the word right now and it's evading me I I think part of that just comes from because in in our mind again we associate him in the movie yes where he is this like good character who's trying to help who has 
like, you know, top two lines of Jurassic Park. I was going to say, like, <laughs> one of the iconic lines. <laughs> Clever girl. Um, Clever girl. Um, so, yes, like, it's weird. And I guess, like, that's... That is the whole discussion on adaptations and why some mm-hmm. people hate adaptations because, you know, characters are changed. Um, but this one, because this is such a, for virtually everyone, it's a movie before the book situation. Right? Yeah, so like, for sure. It's, we're getting that, like, reverse effect um, almost where, you know, normally someone would be like, oh, this is my favorite character in the book and they did them wrong. They did it so bad. But now we're like, this is my favorite character in the movie and it's yeah. different in the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. It's funny. I mean, I liked that, like, you know, Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler were pretty much yeah the same. I mean, even Ian, uh, Ian Malcolm was mm-hmm. pretty much the same as well. Yeah, um, he just didn't have, you know, the vibe that Goldblum gave him. Right? <laughs> it was just funny because he does have, like, a vibe in yeah. the book. Like, they do use the term, like, rock star as a way to describe <laughs> him. But, like, you, he just still doesn't quite reach what uh what Goldblum does for him <laughs> and how could you <laughs> could ever imagine um yeah. yeah I do really like what they did with the kids too um yeah just because I think it made Lux slightly less annoying yeah which I realize she's a little kid in the book, so, like, maybe I should cut her some slack, but... Well, yeah, because it's not... Is it explicitly said in the film, like, how old they are? I can't remember. I don't think it's explicitly said. Yes, yeah, so, like, we don't... You don't really know, and because, again, because you can see them, and, like, you know, Joseph Mazzello is just being cute, talking about dinosaurs, and... He's so They cute. all just keep, like, holding Dr. Grant's hand and everything. Right. Um, but, yeah, in the book, you do get that so much more of a distinction, and, like that reminder of like oh right okay they're this old so like that makes sense because mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah i also just want to point out as we have said about this film being iconic it was selected for preservation by the national film registry by the library of congress was it in 2018 for being culturally historically and aesthetically significant I mean, absolutely, though. <laughs> absolutely. Like, oh, I know what else we need to talk about as far as the film is concerned. That John Williams score. <laughs> Truly, nobody does it like John Williams. No. But, like, man, it's so good. It's so good. It's, like, <sighs> it's funny. I fell down after I finished watching the film um, before uh, for recording this, I like fell down a hole of listening to all of his different scores. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, John Williams. <laughs> so good. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll have to. Maybe I'll have to link a uh, John Williams playlist. <laughs> oh yeah, like I'm sure there's totally like just a playlist. There are. There's right? a yeah. bunch on YouTube. I mean, it's one of those things where like, what would you even? How do you even like? like rank that you know like oh my god like you can't well that's what's funny is like there's one that's like his top 10 or something and i can't remember which one like which ones are near the end but you're like what and then you're like oh i get it all of these are just awesome so there's no way to actually rank them in an actual (laughs) descending order of like good to bad like you just can't do it no um because he's like you can't even really look through his IMDb because there's just so much you can't so scroll much. that far. Yeah. Like And he's done so many like iconic ones. Yeah. You know, well, Jaws. Yep. Um Star Wars. Indiana Jones. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yep. Jurassic Park. <laughs> These are just the ones I'm thinking off the top of my head. Like I know. But those are, like, major, like, recognizable That, again, even if you haven't seen those movies, like, you probably... Did I say E.T.? You did not, but that... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, like, you recognize the Star Wars music, at the very least, the Imperial March. Um, You recognize the Indiana Jones music. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming you kind of recognize the Jurassic Park movie? music i don't actually know i've seen it too many times that of course i recognize it well i'm gonna go with if y'all don't 
we're over. Like, <laughs> we want people who know the Jurassic Park theme song. So good. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like everything about this film is so good. And like, I was, which is, I was expecting, I think, to be a little bit disappointed by the book just because I'm like, well, nothing can clearly touch this film. But I wasn't. I actually really enjoyed it. That's, that's, and like, I think, you know, as we all know, like I've written, you know, an entire blog post on it and I'll probably end up having like a follow-up to that one at some point, mm-hmm. maybe next year. And I know that this is like, because this, like my, you know, this is what I went to film school for. Like it was literally mm-hmm. half the time we were comparing books to film that I was, or I was writing essays about films, which is like the book. Like, so like I... And I know there's so many book people out there who hate adaptations and I apologize and I'm sorry, but like, that's why I love this shit. Like, yeah. I mean, the thing is like, I don't hate adaptations though. I hate poorly done adaptations. Yeah. But there are a lot of really well done adaptations. And like, I feel like you have to take them as, as separate things, Mm -hmm. especially because they're two different modes of storytelling and they have different strengths. Yeah. And you you need to do different things to fit them into those different formats. Yeah. So when you're adapting a book, certain things need to be, I don't even want to say sacrificed because like not necessarily like it's just, because that's just that you might be adding something that you couldn't have in the book Mm -hmm. that makes up for that, you know, quote unquote sacrifice. Like, yeah. Because even, you know, we, we watched um, We've Always Lived in the Castle mm-hmm. recently for Spooky Season, yeah, uh, which is Shirley Jackson's. And mm-hmm. that was such a good adaptation. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? And in that way of, like, it was pretty bang on exact, except for, like, yes. one change at the end, which in the film completely made sense. It added, it didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, like, appalled by it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like... I would probably want to kill him too. I mean, not in real life because, like, I take him home. But, um, (laughs) oh, Sebastian Stan, you're just (laughs) dorky and adorable and, like, man. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Um, but even just, like, for me, I think what it is is, like, reading that book, like, I had such a vision in my head and then getting to see it and, like, Mm -hmm. actually see the house was so amazing. Or then when, yeah. Mary Cat's like walking through the woods and they kind of, you know, like there's always like a weird perspective and like a little kind of, you know, overlays or like they went down into the ground and stuff like that. Like it's just so beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. And I know that's because like in my head it's more visual and like, you know, we always talk about how like writing for me it's, I see graphic novels or like film school and whatever, but I just, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Jurassic Park. I know. And it's, I know. And I'm just like, I'm so attached to that freaking t-rex <laughs> <laughs> i just uh. i just love her so much um oh it was roberta yes or sometimes they called her rexy but like that's cute <laughs> or like i think fans called her rexy but i'm pretty sure like on set they were calling her roberta but like and again i feel like i've said this but spoiler alert for jurassic world she's back yeah and it's and it's just because i know a lot of people like you know much like adaptations and books or whatever you know like jurassic park is the original and like the lost world is good we all know the third one happened yeah it it happened it happened if it's on i'll still watch it but like yeah i acknowledge its existence and i'm not going to take away from it and like we get to see different things of you know different types of dinosaurs and like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we get a little more Dr. Grant and Ellie at the end there. So, hey, fine. But this new line, well, yes, Chris Pratt may be a touch on the crazy side. But um, that's a real life thing, not a character thing. So, yeah. But, like, I definitely, like, when I went to see this movie, like, it gave me those same vibes as the original. Mm. Like, I had that feeling because, again, the, the music starts playing and it's like a tweak on the original. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And, like, dinosaurs. And then... Man, that music. The end has very, very, like, parallel things. And, like, super spoiler, like, she's still there. 
she saves the fucking day. Nice. And you're like, T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, yes. Oh, man. Because you, like, the ending of Jurassic Park, like, with, that's, like, that has to be one of, like, the biggest, like, climaxes in a movie oh, yeah. ever, ever, like, they're, like, about to be eaten by the velociraptors, and yep. then, like, she swoops in, and then, like, you know, killing the thing, and then knocks the stuff, and then the sign falls down, and she yep, roars. Yeah, that roar. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's really good. It's extremely oh. good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Now, oh, I just want to okay. watch I wa- Jurassic World just for, like, that one scene at the end. <laughs> I watched this film today <laughs> and now i gonna want to go watch it again yeah <laughs> that's how good it is <laughs> so if you've never seen jurassic park yeah what have you been doing yeah <laughs> go watch it now if you have seen jurassic park go watch it again yeah and then read the book <laughs> definitely read the book i think it's definitely worth it well because and again like you know we talked it it has that sciencey vibe but with that like mm-hmm thriller vibe and especially because again my my copy is like that exact you know airport paperback whatever that shape is and you know like all of so many of my dennis lehane like thriller mysteries are that size all of the jason bourne ones that i read which again are that like spy thriller ones are like that so like in my head it kind of falls into that category of like yeah like they're kind of i don't want to say like manly books but like that's no, but I mean mm-hmm, you know. that's who they're being marketed towards. Yes, that that's what that's what I will say. That's the target Books market. marketed like, towards yeah. middle-aged men. Like, yeah, I was gonna say like my dad. <laughs> and it just it's so good. Like that's why I'm excited to read The Gray Man, also being adapt- adapted uh, oh. into a film um, by the Russo brothers. Yay. Oh, nice. Uh, Chris Evans, obviously. Uh, Ryan Gosling and. someone is the leading actress who I can't remember right now but um but yeah so I just yeah it just kind of has that like thriller suspense vibe suspense yes. that's the word I want just yeah. those vibes like oh, Jurassic Park yeah it's just so good yeah <laughs> I will never get enough yeah same <laughs> same Ugh. just want all the T-Rexes Um, gee, would you recommend either of these? Yes, because we've already just said that. <laughs> uh, and even, like, The Lost World. Now, again, I have not read that since it would have come out in 1995. So I think what happened was I probably saw Jurassic Park in 93. It was 93, mm-hmm. right? I think it so. was 93, yeah. Yeah, in 93. And then I would have got the book. So that means I read it when I was 13. Eh, I guess that's okay-ish. Um <laughs> Like, realistically, maybe I shouldn't have, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. And then I definitely would have, like, read... I should check my copy to see what it's released. Like, probably would have read The Lost World, like, when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, again, because I've not read it since then, its differences, I'm not really sure. I, again, I can remember the film more because I've seen it more. Right. Um, I actually haven't seen that one in such a long time. I feel like I've definitely seen it in the last chunk of years. It's hard to tell with the whole like pandemic situation. Like what was oh, it last yeah. year? Was it three years ago? Unsure. Who knows? Um, but yeah, you know, get a little more Jeff Goldblum. Can't go wrong. I know. Right. And, uh, it's true. Vince Vaughn kind of like, not before he was Vince Vaughn, but kind of before he was kind of though, like, cause it was at, would have been after like swingers. Swingers. Vince Vaughn, I think. Right. Yeah. Or around there. Or at the very least, slightly less. Or just becoming household name, Vince Vaughn. Right. Um, or wait, was he in the third one? Oh, yeah. No. And Julianne Moore's in it. I always forget that. Yeah, Julianne Moore's it. Was it Vince Vaughn? Yeah, Vince Vaughn's the second one, right? I can't remember. Yep. Yep. I'm looking it up right now because I'm curious. Um, I don't want his producing credits. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> Um, I just was having a moment. I was like, "Wait, is he in 
the third one? Oh, no, yeah. So Swingers, Swingers was 96. Yeah. And then Lost World was 97. Yeah. Um, do people even know Swingers? Anyway, we're distracting ourselves. We are. Uh, we're on a tangent. Sorry, moral guys. of the story is... I think reading Lost World is also worth people's while. Like, it's... If you yeah, like Jurassic Park, like... I really want to read it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like now that I've reread this one, I would want to reread re- yeah. that one. Maybe that's my rereading plan. If it's been 30 years, I'm allowed to reread <laughs> I think book. that's valid. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right. We are going to just continue to spoon over Jurassic Park. For the yeah, rest if, of time. I mean, we're, we're going to have to cut ourselves off because otherwise yeah. we're just going to keep talking about this until the <laughs> end of time. And this dinosaur, and then that dinosaur, and then this happened, and then that dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And the jello, and she has it on the spoon, and it starts shaking. And you're God, like, I love oh that part, too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just like Sam Neill and Lauren Dern. Oh, iconic. I there was <laughs> Way back in the day, there was a time where for Halloween, Steph, Anya, and I were going to go as the three of them and i think i love this i th- i think anya was going to be goldblum that's I steph was, was going to be sattler and then anya i was going to be dr grant yeah there was a hint of that was going to happen for a halloween one time oh <laughs> and i God. still secretly hold out hopes that one day it happened. that would have been incredible <laughs> they're just so good um as we talk about random friends that people don't know but they're really great people they um are. so yeah Read these books. Talk to us about dinosaurs. Hit us mm-hmm. up. We are here. We are. For the dinosaur talks. We absolutely are. <laughs> uh, we're going to be back in two weeks talking about our book club book, uh, The Fabulous fabulous Killjoys. Um, wait, what's the full title? I always forget. Whatever. Um, um, the True Lives of the Fabulous True Lives Killjoys. of the Fabulous Killjoys, California. Yeah. Is the collected. Uh, yes. Um, yep. And you need to listen to some My Kimball Romance first, Danger Days, All Good Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And then uh, in the end of November, we have uh, an interview coming up. Ooh, yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Hope everyone enjoys the rest of spooky season and dinosaurs are forever. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>